Well, hello, everybody. This is Coach V. I'm Coach here with Coach JBSD2 of uh, Charlotte. And uh, how are you feeling, Coach? Congrats, uh, congrats on your San making the NTT. Yeah, thanks, Coach. We uh, coming off a big win in, in the conference championship yesterday. Got a little revenge on uh, on Starkville, who's had a um, who's been a thorn in our side really this season. So we we had captured the the regular season title, so we were already had a bid going into the game. But anytime you can walk off the court with the trophy in the, in the tournament, it's a, it's a good feeling, especially to kind of get one over a conference rival and someone who's had your number. Um, good little momentum kind of going into the uh, the big dance, if you will. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Well, let's just uh, get going. Um, we'll start with Region 1. We got Wooster, the Italian Mafia, going up against Madison, Connecticut. Um, Wooster, really solid. I mean, Conference 2 has been, yeah, just really solid all year long. Um they, but you know they've lost three in conference play, but uh, went fifteen and three. I mean they got that one twenty class this year of uh, Trayvon Moore and Hector Lopez, and you add it to a guy like senior Joaquin Erickson, who's uh, yeah really taking a step up this year. You know, like he's always been a really solid player, but his um, scorings went up a little bit. He's shooting a little bit more. Um, He's getting a few more blocks, um, a few less turnovers than he usually does. And, uh, yeah, he got first team all-conference. I mean, last year he was conference player of the year. But, yeah, just just a stud. You know, you got Charles Williams, Riley Martins. I mean, deep. Um, they got lots of guys who score. You know, in the starting lineup, you got four guys in double figures. Hector Lopez, the freshman, at 9.5. Then two guys off the bench scoring over seven. Um, yeah, they just – yeah, they, they're just good. They should tear the ball. Um, let me look at their stats real quick. Charlotte is um, number three – or not Charlotte, sorry. Uh, Wooster is um, – Number nine in assists, number eight in steals, number one in points, number three in point margin, number three in defensive free throws allowed, number four in three-pointers attempted, number six in true shooting, seven in true shooting margin, ten in offensive rebounds. So, doing pretty good. Madison, on the other hand, they're number six in uh, defensive free throws allowed, so don't expect a ton of free throws, and that's it. Um Madison, they got in by winning Conference 17. This team's been a team that's been going to the DTT pretty much um, the last three years. Uh, but, you know, they they um, they had a run. You know, they beat a really solid Owensboro team um, to make it to the finals by three. And then they, they, knocked, they knocked off Cedar Crafts, who um, – you know, missed the NTT for the first time in a while. So, uh, but, you know, <laughs> you also have to go up against a much, much uh, more difficult team. They they do have that freshman class, Justin Carter, um, Dallas Harris, but, but uh, I mean, this can be a tough game. What, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I think with Madison, this is um... – 
a great stepping stone, great building block for the future. You alluded to that freshman class, 56-33, really led by three freshmen, um, especially at the point and center spot and, and Justin Carter and, and Dallas Harris. Um, and been an incredible run for, for, for Coach Kahn and, and, and Madison. Um, again, building blocks for the future. They're not going to get by Wooster. Um, you know, Wooster's actually a, a team that I've had. Uh, I'm actually double duty this year. I went for the uh, PNTT. They were one of the squads I, I scouted, and then ended up playing them in the PNTT as well. They've got five scores. They've got talent across the board. Um, that freshman class is, is is young. It's strong. It's deep. It can score. It can play defense. Um, the Italian Mafia were one of the preseason favorites. In the PNTT, I think there's obviously one of the favorites as the top overall seed in the NTT. Um, two freshman guards can give you hesitation kind of going forward deeper into the tournament, but I don't see the Italian Mafia having any issues in, in round one. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on. Let's uh, look at this 8-9 matchup. We got Laramie uh, Dashadunce going up against the Eugene Guillotines, um, you know, two solid programs in League 31 history. Eugene, 13-5, and 34th ranked, 85th strength of schedule going up against Laramie, 14-4, 32, uh, 171 strength of schedule. Laramie's, you know, missed the NGT the last couple years, um, but, you know, they made it this year as an at-large team. Uh, he got Matthew Cohn, 6'4", um, shooting guard, 18.3 points a game on 54.3% true shooting. Uh, and this team, really what they do is they defend. You know, they're holding teams to 40.9%, 46.6% uh, true shooting. Let's look at the numbers here, here real quick. Laramie is... Number 10 in defensive true shooting, number 7 in offensive rebounds, 8 in rebound margin, 2 in steals, 4 in defensive points, number 9 in uh, free throws attempted. And, yeah, um, that is it. So, uh, yeah, got a solid team. Eugene, uh, they're not top 10 in any statistical category, but, you know, they're a solid team. They're in conference 31, so they play – you know, pretty good teams. Um, one interesting thing about Eugene is um, it seemed like after the Salt Lake City game, they started to turn a corner. They played uh, lesser teams, but once they got in the tournament, they lost to Salem in the semifinals, and then they lost to Long Beach in the consolation game. So they're not on the hottest of streaks coming into the NTT. Um you know, Laramie's a little better. They lost to Fort Worth, which was not necessarily a good loss. Um, they just, Laramie just, you know, they, they've gotten us at large. I think that's great. Um, but they just weren't really super tested in uh, Conference 25. Right. Um, You've got two teams coming off disappointing performances in their conference tournament. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think both coaches would admit that they feel like they could have done more um, especially late in that stage. So I'm not going to say they're limping in, but they're not coming in on their best foot. Um, I will say, you know, I, I feel like um, Dotsons are, are talented. I feel like Eugene has put the, 
they have played the better schedule. Um, they've got more rounding in terms of their scoring in all five positions. Um, I think the recruiting class is ranked a little bit higher than than, than Laramie's. Um, your, your, your typical 8-9 game should be a close game, should be a fun game. Um, I'm interested, interested to see, you know, if the Dotsons can continue that defensive prowess against Eugene and the Guillotines, just the way they shoot the ball and the way they can score from really all five positions. Yeah, yeah, it should be, yeah, it should be interesting, you know. Um, it's always good to see, you know, these teams, like, finally get to play, like, a tougher opponent, especially later me. Um, Eugene's obviously a little more tested, so. Oh, I'm interested to see how that goes. Laramie does have the NTT experience finishing yep. uh, a few years ago, so they certainly got that on that on their side. However, just one starter or one player from that team um, is, is starting. That's Sean Matthews, the point guard, who's really that defensive facilitator. So um, it'll be a fun matchup. Laramie has the edge in NTT experience. But um, the guillotines really have the edge maybe in, in, in talent if you're looking at recruiting rankings. It should be a great 8-9 game. Looking forward to checking that one out. Yeah. Let's look at the 413 matchup. we got the New Orleans Ninjas, um, champions of Conference 12. They came up a little short in the, in the championship game. They got Aiden Knock, the junior, uh, shooting 57.4% true shooting. Jared Overly, the freshman power forward, 55% from the field, 60.8% true shooting. Uh, you know, those two aren't, like, the best defenders, but um, the other guys make up for it, especially a guy like Dalton Muhammad, the senior, who's averaging 59% true shooting, uh, 1.4 steals, 2.7 blocks. Um, he can pass it a little bit. Just a really balanced team. Um, you know, you have four guys in double figures, uh, Sebastian Till, the point guard, he's he's not the most efficient um, shooting the ball, but he he distributes it. He defends. Um, he does shoot some threes, and he's he's better at three pointers than he is at field goals, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> They're going up against the 13th seed, the Pasadena Bolts. Pasadena came through today and beat Albuquerque to win their uh, conference tournament. Uh, Pasadena, they they have uh, Christopher Harvell, their junior point guard, who's scoring 16.8 points per game. Um, you know, you got uh, Christopher Christensen, uh, the shooting guard, uh, 4.3 assists, 1.2 steals, 11.3 uh, points on decent um, efficiency. Uh, Hugo Jones, the big man, 10, 10 rebounds, 4.6 assists. A steal, one point seven blocks. Uh, they 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 got some guys, um, but they they look a little bit outclassed by New Orleans. Let me quick go through uh, the statistics. New Orleans is uh, number five in assists, number eight in points, five in and that's it. So, and then Pasadena is. Number nine in offensive rebounds, and that's it. So, what do you think of this matchup? You know, Pasadena changed up their pace in that conference championship game, um, playing a normal man to man. They switched to slow 
and were able to kind of get Al- Albuquerque back. Um, you know, they had lost the two previous matchups by uh, by 20 point margin. So being able to being able to kind of come in and, and sneak one in and, and slow down that tempo was was really beneficial for the Bolts. They start three freshmen from a 121-112 class. Um, that's going to be difficult against the talent and experience that New Orleans is going to throw out there on the court. Um, that sophomore class, 416, um, starting at, at the two guard spots. They've got scoring at all five. The Ninjas are a very trendy sleeper pick out of this this top half of the bracket. Hmm. Um, I, like you alluded to, Coach, I do think the defense at the three and the four position can scare you a little bit. I don't think that catches up with New Orleans um, this round. It can certainly in the future, but um, I think they're going to have the talent, the scoring to kind of get in the experience to get by the bolts um, in, in this first round. Yeah. Uh, one thing, um, New Orleans, you know, they gave a really good game to Bakersfield in the uh, third game of the season. They only lost by 11, but some of their starters were um, – did really well in that game. Um, you know, they had three starters that had a positive plus minus, uh, but there was some foul trouble, um, you know, and some guys, you know, moving around. But just something to look at. They, You know they can compete with some of the best teams if, I mean, they can catch within 11 of uh, Bakersfield. We need to get Coach JW in the PNTT. I think uh, I think seeing what they could do against some legit competition from the out of conference perspective, um, for one would give them, give us a better expectation of what they could do in ET time. Also, it could potentially inc- improve that seeding. I mean, they're a four seed right now. You know, they had one. You know, four of the six. Who knows where they may be? Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think a very talented squad. I'm excited to kind of see what they can do and how much damage they can they can wreck in, in Region One. Yeah, well, you're going to get your wish next year because they uh, they signed up for the PNTT this year. Oh, so yeah. maybe maybe we can uh, set up a little rivalry game between you guys since you uh, <laughs> since you called them out. <laughs> you know, we've got some history in, in the test leagues. I respect a ton of of Coach JW. Um, no, he's always building a strong squad. So I think that would be a, a great fun matchup in next year's PNTT. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready to go? We'll just go through it and see how it goes. <laughs> see how far we can get. Ready when you are. Cool. All right. So let's talk about Inglewood Gulf Shores. Um, interesting matchup here. Inglewood's kind of been an interesting team. They started off the year super, super hot, <laughs> like crazy hot. Then they dropped a couple games. They dropped two games and then they lost to Glendale. Um, by one, they lost to Bakersfield by 17, and it kind of was, uh, it kind of felt like it was, the season was getting away with them. Uh, they turned a corner, came back, um, beat pretty much everyone, and then they lost to Bakersfield, and then, uh, and then San Diego at the end of the year. I think this team's still really talented, but just really inconsistent, but inconsistency isn't always a bad thing in the NTT, because um, you have teams that, you know, seem to peak at the right time. And uh, sometimes that's all you need, you know, uh, to, to actually make a run. Real quick, Inglewood is number nine in blocks, not top ten in any statistical category. Gulf Shores is number eight in free throws attempted. 
and that's it. Um, Gulf Shores, I didn't talk about them yet. The 12th seed, they got in winning Conference 13 and the Conference 13 tournament. They got Andre Emerson, the sophomore shooting guard, uh, scored 19 points from Taylor Baker down low. Uh, Dominique Tanner is a uh, efficient shooter and can pass, defend. Um, you think uh, Gulf Shores has any chance here? Uh, do they have a chance? Yes. Um, Inglewood obviously has the talent edge. They, they've, they've got the Jimmys and the Joes. Um, but, you know, Coach, you nailed it, you know, on the head. They're, they're just so inconsistent this year. Um, what Inglewood has to really look out for with Gulf Shores, I love what Taylor Baker can do down low. Inglewood does not have a ton of size. They've got talent. But they don't have size. They don't have anybody over 6'9", and they've only got one guy, Jacob Summary, at 6'9", Summary at 6'9". So there's there's potential for Taylor Baker to kind of come in and, and pseudo-dominate in this first-round uh, matchup of the 12-5 seed. In- Inglewood's one of those teams. It would not surprise me if they lose to Gulf Shores in the first round. It would not surprise me if they make a run to the Sweet 16. They're, um, they've got the talent. It's just a matter of it all coming together and being consistent, which they've yet to do yet this year. But, again, as you alluded to, you know, maybe they catch a hot streak here in Region 1 come NTT time. Yeah. Well, let's look at the bottom half of the bracket. We got Daytona and Allentown. Um, Daytona, 16-2. and they lost, uh, they lost two games all year. One was an early game to Akron. And then they lost in the conference tournament in overtime uh, to Clearwater. They beat a really good Ocala team. They beat Clearwater twice in the regular season. Um, and, you know, this team's this team's got a lot of talent. You got that senior class that's 1839 with uh, Hesselman um, leading the way, 58% true shooting, 21.8 uh, points per game. Carlos Gargiulo, the freshman, um, he's shooting really well, 57 from the field, 59 from true shooting, 23%, 23 points per game. Um, they got some talent. They got some size. You know, they're playing a 6'7 point guard, 6'6 six, six shooting guard, and then they're 6'10, 6'11, 7'1. They're really big. Um, they, you know, they got that zone that they throw at teams, and they seem to do pretty well with it. Uh, Daytona is... Um, number three in offensive rebounds, one in rebounding margin, seven in assists, two in points, nine in point margin, four in free throws attempted. Um, and that is it. Um, so they're going up against Allentown, who is um, number three in uh, true shooting percentage. And that's it. So they, they rely on their true shooting. Not the best strength of schedule for Allentown. Um, they, uh, but conference one's not horrible either. They're 12 and six, they're 83. They got in because they won conference one in the regular season, but they dropped early last year. They made it to the sweet 16. Um, there's some talent on this team. Uh, they returned, uh, four starters from, from that team. And, uh, you know, I think, I think they got a solid team. They're a little undersized, uh, but. You know, it's not like a normal 15 seed. I still think they're going to have some trouble because this team's huge and they're good. Well, like you said, Coach, this is a talented Allentown team. It really is, as evidenced by the classes over the past three years. 
Um, they've, they've got some dudes who can fall. Where they're going to struggle is that size. Daytona has the size. They've got talent, but they've got the size. I think their starting point guard it would, would nearly be you know the tallest player on Allentown's team. So yes. um, running that zone is going to be interesting from Daytona. If, uh, we, you alluded to Allentown's high true shooting percentage. The only way Allentown can, can really score an upset, I feel like, is if they get hot from three. You know, they're only putting up 14 uh, attempts per game. So that's going to be a struggle there. Um, Allentown, you know, from, from a assist perspective, um, they do have average about 17 assists. Uh, you know, when you play that zone, it's all about ball movement, but their two guards really have not been the primary assist men, which is a little um, oxy uh, – oxymoronic, if you will, or a little different. Yeah. It would be a struggle for, for Allentown to, to pull off the upset against Daytona, but um, never say never. I just think there's too much size for the alley-oops here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, let's move on to the 7-10 matchup. Interesting matchup here between Boise and Green Bay. Boise's back in the NTT for the fifth straight season. That's their... Um, you know, you got George Roland and then, uh, you know, some, some other height out there. They've been switching it up, trying to figure out what's the, what's the right, um, lineup. They've tried a few different things with the, uh, small forward position with the center position. Isaiah Beep's been a mainstay for the most part, but Adam Tinsley moved into the starting lineup halfway through the year. It seemed to help them. They started to play a little better after that. I mean, you're in conference 21, you're playing some tough teams, you know, every game. Um, but Boise, uh, yeah, Boise is number one in offensive rebounds, number eight in blocks, number three in uh, three-pointers attempted, um, number three in defensive point, three-pointers allowed. So they try and really uh, control the rebounds, uh, and then they um, – try and hit way more threes than the other other team does. Uh, Green Bay, um, they got an ace at large. They haven't been here in a while. This is their fourth ever NTT. Um, but, you know, they play in a tough conference. They're um, number two and three points attempted. So uh, Boise tries to keep them off the three-point line, and Green Bay tries to throw them up. Uh, they're number six in offensive rebounding. Number, yeah, and that's it for them. Green Bay's an interesting team. Um you know, they've they've had some success this year, you know, putting Dijon Todd into the starting lineup. They don't shoot that well, um, but they shoot a lot of threes. And then they get to the line a little bit to try and control the turnover ratio. Um, it's one of those teams where you look at them on paper and it's like, man, I don't know how good they are, but they've beaten some really good teams. They got the 13th strength of schedule. You know, they beat South Bend um, twice. Uh, they beat us, and um, well, they split with us, and uh, they beat Jefferson City. They beat Lansing. They beat Montpelier. That was a huge win in yep. the uh, in the uh, out of conference round by twelve. So, I mean, th- this team's got some talent. Zachary Davis, he likes to shoot, uh, you know, and they're not they're not trying to be way more efficient than you. They're just trying to shoot more, get more rebounds, and. Uh, yeah, if they can do that, um, Boise could have some trouble. Um, Boise looks like the better team on paper, um, but, you know, these games are played on paper. 
Right, and, and Green Bay comes in limping, limping, losing two of the last uh, three of the um, from the conference tournament. You know, they would be the sexy up upset pick, but you know, I, I think Boise just has too much. Uh, one, coast coaching consistency. Two, they're a veteran um, NT team. They, they're Boise not my favorite seven seed, and I think I think they're just four. I think they benefited from the 10 seed they've matched up with. Um, I like Boise in this matchup. Not to say Green Bay can't get hot and, and knock some threes down. Obviously, as you know, as coach, that's in their MO. They don't shoot a high percentage from three, but they, they, they sure do. Them up. Um, if they can get hot, you know, anything can happen. But uh, I think Boise's just been over the course of, of the last few seasons a very consistent team. Yeah. They're, um, I think they're the favorite here. Let's yeah. talk about the three fourteen matchup. We got New York City against uh, Anchorage. So New York City, interesting team. I mean, they're really talented. They they go five. I mean, all their stars are really good. You know, you got Damian Dunning and Woodson um, as big man. Uh, the seniors part of that four fifteen class, just really solid. They struggled a little bit early um, going through the PNTT, but, you know, you got, you got Albuquerque, Wooster, um, Harrisburg, and then they started to gain their rhythm a little bit, beat a solid Utica team, lost Providence, um, and then they beat Wooster in the, uh, in the uh, uh, last, last Monday um, by 12, lost to Harrisburg, you know. They got a tough schedule. I mean, when you're playing top 10 teams, you know, this much, it's really hard to have a decent record. But, you know, they've done pretty well. Um, they've lost to a couple teams they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have lost to Providence. And probably shouldn't have lost to Albuquerque. But Albuquerque's an NTT team. They beat a really solid uh, Rochester team. Um, beat another NTT team in Huntsville. This team's, this team's got some things... Um, they got going, but w- me and Bills talked yesterday. We're, we're just not sure, like how how talented is this uh, conference? Uh, too are they a little overrated? Um, New York City is number three in turnovers, number nine in points, number three in uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, Anchorage, on the other hand, uh, is number eight in defensive free throws allowed. And number four in defensive three points allowed, so they try and limit those things: three pointers and free throws. Uh, they they got a they got a team with uh, with a point guard, John Weber, a senior, um, playing his some of his best ball, sixty four point five percent. I think they're gonna have a lot of trouble with this team, though. Um, but the question still remains: How good is this conference too? And is New York City? Um, is New York City as good as advertised? You know, I, they may have been overseeded a little bit, but that—that's honestly because of the, they're they're battle tested. Look what yeah, they are. Against. Um, I, I think it's fun having them in the same region. Potential uh, matchup later on in the NTT with Wooster again with with potential game four if New York City can get that far. Um, that remains to be seen. They run that fast style. They shoot more threes. Um, It'll be an. They shoot a high per clip, thirty nine percent from three. They shouldn't have any issues 
really in round one with Anchorage, and that's not a knock on Anchorage like like you alluded to, Coach. John Weaver's really good. They've got a strong junior-senior class, which, you know, makes up four of the five starters there. I just think New York City is going to have too much firepower for Anchorage. Um, Anchorage runs that normal, normal, less style. New York City likes to get the ball up and down the court. Um, I'm expecting a close game, but uh, but I see New York City. Um, another thing that's interesting is um, one of their potential matchups, and we'll talk about this game next, is St. Louis. They lost two by four in the PNTT. And a potential Sweet 16 matchup for them could be Boise, who they lost to by 25 in the PNTT. So um, just something like if they move forward, those are two potential matchups. I mean, we'll get to the St. Louis game right here. Um, and obviously, Boise would have to beat a really good big tone of team to get to that point. So uh, let's look at Chicago and St. Louis. Um, Chicago, uh, they are 15-3, and three, number 25, 228 strength of schedule. They got that great sophomore class with Noah Elliott, uh, Jeremiah Wood, and Benjamin Pittman. Um, you know, they've, they've, only, they've lost three all-in-conference, um, taking care of the out-of-conference games, but really haven't played too many people. Um, lost to Little Rock twice. Beat, uh, they beat them once, and then they lost to Duluth um, once and beat them once pretty handedly. So, um, interesting team here. They, uh, let's look at what Chicago does. Chicago is number nine in three-pointer or free defensive free throws allowed chicago they are number one in true shooting percentage number four in defensive true shooting number one in true shooting margin number one in defensive points uh number four in deep point margin number nine in defensive free throws allowed uh so they uh they really rack up that true shooting percentage you know they're they're a solid team like that um albuquerque uh, the team, um, they're going up against, yeah, they're going up, sorry, not Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm, uh, getting all over here. St. Louis. <laughs> um, St. Louis is number 10 in defensive three-pointers attempted. They're number 10 in assist. And that is it. So, um, you look at this matchup, St. Louis. You got, you got uh, D'Ambrosio, um, who, you know, scored 19 points per game. You got uh, Chetham, who passes 7.4 assists, 1.4 steals. Um, this could be an interesting matchup. You know, St. Louis has, has some talent. They had a little bit of a skid there in the middle of their schedule, mm-hmm. but picked it up, lost a tough one to Pontiac, but... Um, and then lost a close one to Sioux City um, last night. They have some talent. They've played some tough teams, um, including New York City, who we just talked about. Uh, what do you think about this team? Do you think they have a shot in this game? Um, you've got, looks like an even matchup. Yeah. You've got one team in Chicago that's not really battle-tested, if you will. You know, that 228 strength of schedule has to scare you a little bit. Meanwhile, you've got St. Louis – who's played the 12th most difficult schedule. So I'm actually going to lean with the 11 seed here. I, I think they're battle-tested. I think they've played more talented teams. Um, 
I just don't know what to expect from, from Chicago. I mean, Little Rock's the best team they've played um, this season in the regular season. Uh, they did play Vicksburg in, in the preseason yeah. and got a win there. But um, I just haven't seen them really play against top-tier competition yet, whereas St. Louis, you know, they, they, they've been playing some top 15, top five teams, um, including yeah. a close loss to Sioux City last night. I just think St. Louis is the battle-tested team. I would lean with the 11 seed here in this matchup. Okay, okay. Well, let's look at the bracket as a whole. Um, we'll make some picks, and uh, we'll wrap it up with that. So um, I got Wooster over Eugene. I like Inglewood over New Orleans. And then Inglewood taking down Wooster to get to the Elite Eight. In the bottom half, I like Boise to take down Daytona. I like, and I like uh, New York City to get some revenge against St. Louis. Um, I think Boise takes down um, New York City, and then uh, Inglewood takes down um, Inglewood takes down Boise to make it to the Final Four. There you go, Coach. I like it. I think um, I'm with you on that first matchup. I like Wooster over Laramie. Um, I do like New Orleans over Inglewood, so that's one difference where we've got. Um, I'm going to sound very chalky here. I, I like Daytona over Boise, but I, I stress that Boise can certainly surprise Daytona right there. I would not be surprised if the Potato Sacks make it to the Sweet 16. And then I'm going to go with the trendy upset. I'm going to go with St. Louis over New York City to the Sweet 16. Um, I think St. Louis is a little bit of a Cinderella run in them. Yeah, and they already beat them once, you know. Right. So I like Daytona. Uh, I'm going to lean Daytona over the 11 seed to go to the Elite Eight. I'm, I'm going to go chalky here. I like Wooster versus Daytona. I think Wooster makes another Final Four run out of uh, out of Region 1. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Coach. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you in the, in the rest of the tournament. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach.